And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Thursday edition, Hale Varsity Radio. You can find the show streaming, Hale Varsity YouTube, and on the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Give that a, a follow if you do want. And a reminder to get buckled up. One of every three fatal crashes in Nebraska involves an alcohol-impaired driver. Why take chances? If you drink, don't drive. A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Head back to the phones, 800-825-5865 or 489-1240. Bill and Carney with us. Bill, thanks for calling. Appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Appreciate your show, and thanks for taking the call. I just... I'm really curious on your thoughts on the three three five and how they attack the quarterback because every time I watch a game, whether it's the Huskers or the pros, the first two series for each team to me dictate how I feel the game is going to go. And if your quarterback is the one scrambling around and on the other side of the ball, you're not putting pressure on the quarterback, then it doesn't make a difference. It's, it's game over. Whoever's winning the trenches, those first two series seem to make the biggest difference. So I'm curious on your take. I'm excited about the offensive line being in attack mode. That makes sense to me. But the defense in that 3-3-5, it sounds like that's the mentality. But I'm curious on your take and from what you know, are we going to see a difference in those first couple of drives, let alone across the game, but as a reference in how much they pressure the quarterback and is that guy scrambling? No, absolutely. Good point, Bill. Appreciate you calling. We'll hit on that right now. And you look at the three-three-five. it is a pressure defense. Coach McBride's touched on it. Coach White has talked about it. And its job is to be good enough against the run where you're not getting exploited with those natural gaps. What do you have with the five people in the secondary? You want hybrid guys. You want those hybrids that can cover, yes, but can fly can be fast can get to the ball carrier and you look at three three five defenses what do they do there's a boatload of forced turnovers because of confusion uh three three five also allows a lot of splash plays defensively because you don't know where a certain defender could be coming from are you running into the teeth of it are they getting you from the backside and uh tcu case in point they had a monster number of tfls against michigan when they upset michigan so you're getting athletes. You may not. You may give up some size, but it doesn't mean you need to give up some strength. And you're sure as heck not giving up the athleticism. And to me, I think it'll it'll be all right. You want to be attacking. You want to be fast. And that speed can kill. That speed can win. And two points uh, when it comes to this defense. And Mitch Sherman made it this week, and he's right. Your rover and your Jack linebacker, right? That's going to be the MJ Sherman at the Jack linebacker bringing that pressure. You're going to need interior pressure and stout run stoppage uh, with your three down linemen, or if you bring a fourth down. It's also multiple, Elijah. It allows you to probably put your best foot forward with what players you have to match up against the offense's strengths. Well, think about what you can do in terms of that, that flexibility defensively. Are you necessarily going to get pressure from your three-down defensive lineman? You can, but it's not where the pressure is built from in this defense. You're going to send a, a linebacker on a blitz. You're going to send a, a slot corner on a blitz because or you know safety or yeah because you know you have a, a guy playing rover linebacker and Eric Fields or Isaac Gifford, whoever ends up winning that spot, who 
is fast enough to go be able to cover the wide receivers of the Big Ten. And do you want him doing that every single play? No, probably not. But if you do send that corner on a blitz, which the offense isn't going to see coming, you you feel good that you have a guy that in your linebacker core that can go out and fill that spot admirably while your corner blitzes. Or if you send a safety, you, you send a couple of linebackers. That That's what the point of this 3-3-5 defense is, is the offense knows pressure could be coming from anywhere. It's not necessarily the fact that your defensive end is going to beat your tackle on a straight pass rush, but your defensive end is going to dart inside, the tackle is going to follow him, and it's going to leave a, a free route to the cornerback for your, for uh, a free route to the quarterback for your corner coming off the edge. That, that's what the 3-3-5 is built on, is being able to send guys from anywhere, being able to send guys from everywhere, and the offense isn't going to know where it's going to be coming from. So it might not look like that traditional defensive pressure that you think of whenever uh, you're talking about these NFL teams, what the first couple drives look like. It's not necessarily Von Miller beating his guy off the edge. It's not Miles Garrett beating his guy off the edge. It's not getting that power rush up the middle from J.J. Watt. It's the fact that there could be guys coming from anywhere and the offensive line is going to get confused. And even if they do pick it all up, you feel good about what you have on the back end because of, of how flexible that defense is. Well, and, and Brennan nails it. You're going to keep the O-linemen yep. on their toes. You're going to have to think and prepare and then react. And are you a step or two slow because you're trying to figure out and decipher what is happening? And, and think about the advantage that you have on, on a home field with that sense where the offensive line, every single time they come up to the line of scrimmage, they have to think in their head, okay, this is the play we have called here. If this guy comes, this is what we have to do. But if this guy comes, it, compl- it changes our blocking scheme completely here. If this guy comes, if they shade here, there's so many different things that's going to be going through an offensive line's pre-snap. Combine that with the home field advantage of Memorial Stadium where you can't hear your quarterback calling out the signals, and it can create a lot of confusion with that offensive line. Keeping the offensive line on their toes is exactly what the three-three-five is supposed to do. That's how it's supposed to stress them. Well, and think of the success and splash plays you saw from a JoJo Doman. Mm. You're getting more and more of those type players on the field. Now, you got to be able to hold up and tackle in space and against the run, but that athleticism, that difference is going to be paramount here for this defense. You just can't get murdered in the run game, and I know that's a concern for some Nebraska fans. Let's see it work. Uh, Looking back and taking interest in the Minnesota versus Syracuse game. Coach White was no longer at Syracuse, but his defense was, and Minnesota still won the ball game, but they didn't do it their way. It was 22 rushes for 78 yards for Mo Ibrahim, and they still somehow won because of turnovers. So get turnovers, cause TFLs, make third down miserable, and then uh, bring people from where they're not. How did Nebraska beat Iowa? Well, they got off to a great start. They had Trey Palmer. But how many times did the defense on third down, Bill Bush had his corners and safeties blitzing. And typically you'd see a a, a, a nickel, JoJo, for example, come late and off the edge, right, especially on the weak side. Well, you had a couple of Nebraska's uh, safety or rover types last year, uh, Ma, Maga Clemens, had a great first half, like two sacks and a, and a forced fumble that Garrett Nelson recovered. That's what this is supposed to do and, and make a, a splash play to set up an offense with a short field. And the trade-off that you're going to have to have with that is if you are bringing guys from everywhere on the field, you're going to open yourself up to the chance of the big play. Because you know what? If you run perfectly into the blitz... They'll hit a seam. (laughs) You hit a seam, and now it's one-on-one with the safety or one-on-none, and it's Blake Corum going 75 yards to the house. That's the risk you run with the 3-3-5. But the trade-off is that you're hoping you get enough splash plays 
that the, the occasional big play that you give up doesn't hurt you in the long run. You know what? We've set up our offense on a short field enough that the fact that we gave up a 75-yard touchdown isn't going to hurt us because our offense already has 21 points on the board, and we set them up on short fields twice. Are they 5 and eight, uh, of 18 on third down? That, yes. Are they, are they minus 1 or 2 in the turnover battle? I, I, not knowing how the defense is going to look this year, I can guarantee you there's going to be some big plays this defense gets up or gives up that Husker fans are going to be scratching their head about how are you giving that up. That's the trade-off with the 3-3-5. It's about making those big plays. And as you, you kind of laid out with the TCU game against Michigan, it's about making plays in the backfield. Are, are you going to give up a 60-yard run to Donovan Edwards? Yeah, it's going to happen. It could happen anyway. But you had more tackles for loss against that Michigan team than anyone else did last year. That's the trade-off. It, it, it could happen anyway. You could, you could, Michigan's just that good as an yeah. example. But, no, you got to have the personnel. And uh, Nebraska can – Recruit to this system and get some real specimens uh, that are that are very physical and also quick to get the quarterback.